Good afternoon. This is Scott with Hilux Optics, back again for another weekly episode of The Bulletin. This week's top story, once upon a time, dueling was being presented as a potential Olympic sport. And I'm not talking about swords here. But first, some local stories. Federal Ammunition is celebrating its 100th anniversary this year, so congratulations to them. On a slightly different note, the Biden administration recently announced their final ruling for ATF-2021-R-05. This ruling amends the ATF's regulations by removing and replacing the regulatory definitions of firearm frame or receiver and frame or receiver, amends the definitions of firearm and gunsmith, provides definition of terms such as complete weapon, complete muffler or silencer device, privately made firearm, and readily, and recommends regulations on marking and record keeping. I'll post a link to the ATF summary page. I recommend you read it. After the break, our main story. I'll start this out by saying that I have some good news and some bad news, at least as far as Hollywood is concerned. The bad news is that Wild West duels were not nearly so frequent as most people might think. Besides a few random circumstances in the heat of the moment, people largely did their best to avoid being shot in plain view at 10 paces distance. But the good news, for all you dueling fans, is that it did briefly almost become an Olympic sport. Yes, believe it or not, there was a time when two competitors would do their best to shoot each other as quickly as possible to win a medal. Let's find out more. I'd like you to travel back in time to 1908. The Olympics are being held in London, and the demonstration of a potential new sport is taking place. Off on the field meant for a later display of fencing, Walter Winans and a smattering of professional pistol duelists were meeting to shoot each other for sport, with an audience. Their game wasn't sanctioned by the Olympics. Instead, many of the players happened to be in town for later fencing or pistol matches and were interested in this new form of dueling. Despite the age-old admonition to never bring a knife to a gunfight, Institutions such as the Carnegie Sword and Pistol Club were working to promote dueling with both blades and bullets. While these competitors load up their specialty single-shot pistols, let's step even further back in time to understand what they're working with. A handful of events were happening concurrently to culminate in such an exciting 1908 demonstration. For one thing, Dueling was still a hot topic on the streets of Paris around the turn of the century. The duels were more likely to be fought with swords, but the idea of one-on-one -on -one combat seemed agreeable for the moment. At the same time, a fellow named Walter Winans was writing and shooting in equal measure. He focused largely on the pistol, denouncing the then-modern automatic pistols, in favor of revolvers. Regardless of the pistol in question, he absolutely despised shooting galleries and looked down on pistol competitions. He was tired of loud, dark rooms that smelled strongly of gunpowder. He was bored of standing at a set distance and shooting at a bullseye on a piece of paper. 
he wanted some excitement. In the words of his 1919 book, The Modern Pistol and How to Shoot It, he remarks, The shooting galleries and black sellers do not give prizes. You're supposed to be fully compensated after being deafened by a man with a full-charge revolver or automatic pistol blazing away into the darkness beside you by paying for your targets, ammunition, and hire of a greasy revolver with a trigger pull hard enough to break your finger and a report like a cannon, whilst you strain your eyes to see a black front sight in the darkness. There is no sport or comfort in all this. Under such circumstances, nobody can be blamed if he gives up pistol shooting in disgust. Fortunately for Winans and his fellow board competitors, Dr. Paul Develaires had designed a new wax bullet for dueling. He was both a doctor and a target shooter, keen on something a little different. To keep competitors alive and able to compete, this bullet was built to engage the rifling when fired and was soft enough not to severely injure an opponent. Being wax, it was a little sensitive to temperature. In the heat of a Paris summer, the firearms would have to be stored on ice while the bullets were kept in a large glass of water until use. It wasn't until 1903 that Dr. Develers found a Parisian firearm manufacturer willing to make these specialty dueling pistols. The firm of Pio Lepage began producing and selling pairs of these pistols, presumably because a duel required two competitors. A while later, the Belgian firms Manufance and Ancien Marx began producing these models as well. These pistols were typically 44 caliber, centerfire, single shots. They were modeled after muzzle-loading pistols of the time, and honestly looked like something the Three Musketeers might carry if they had pistols instead of swords. Just in front of the trigger guard was a large sheet metal handguard, reminiscent of a fencing foil. The gun would be loaded with a steel cartridge, equipped with a 1 gram wax bullet and a 22 caliber percussion cap. Even with such a light load and soft bullet, competitors were still in some danger. They were advised to wear a long leather coat and face mask, similar to protective fencing gear of the time. They also made sure to wear eye protection, though the style tended more towards a welder's mask with a glass faceplate. With the armaments ready to go, Develers finally founded the Société Lausanne au Pistolet in 1904, despite my terrible French pronunciation. The goal of the society was to prepare gentlemen for when they had to defend their honor in a duel. They devised rules for wax bullet dueling, authorized equipment, and helped arrange matches. Commonly, matches were held by the Champs-Élysées on Fridays. By 1905, the society's membership had grown and included such figures as the former French president, Casimir Perrier, along with the well-known marksman, Walter Winans. The same Winans who was looking for a little more excitement in regards to pistol shooting competitions. After three years of excitement and relatively low-stakes duels, Winans was ready to show off this sport to a larger audience. We're stepping back into 1908 as the competitors load up and face off against one another. Winans' demonstration, held conveniently close to the Olympics in both time and space, 
was actually part of the Franco-British exhibition celebrating the Entente Cordiale signed between Britain and France. To celebrate this historic accord between the two countries, competitors from America, Belgium, and France were planning on shooting at each other. As this wasn't actually a medaled event, I haven't been able to find much information on how the match proceeded. I'd like to imagine that Winans was the victor, considering his love for the sport, but excitement can get the better of anyone. Winans did still go on to win a gold in the 08 Olympics for the double-shot running deer event roughly a month later. Even with the specialty bullets, lack of powder, and protective equipment, viewers were advised that a ricochet could still do quite a bit of harm. One reporter that tried taking part in the event lost the skin between his thumb and forefinger and complained of writing pains for some years after. I'm guessing he did not use the handguard. With the onset of World War I and changes to the culture of dueling, the wax bullet duel was never again demonstrated for the Olympics. Eventually, it seems that even smaller competitions fell out of favor. The sport of safe dueling faded as quickly as it had risen. I'd like to finish this with a quote relevant to the event, but Winans wrote so many books that I simply have to pick a quote from somewhere else in his life. The following is from his book, The Sporting Rifle, published in 1908, the same year as the demonstration. Some people tell me that shooting at a stationary target improves their snap shooting. I am glad to hear it and only wish that I could say the same thing about myself. They cannot, however, blame me for stating that from my own experience, I have come to a different conclusion. This is Scott with Hilux, signing off.